minutes, listeners hello and welcome it's your favorite gruesome twosome it's uh monkey and juddy here mate how you going mate no sponsor no affiliation podcast i'm good mate what's going on oh lots of stuff we're here I'm, for I'm a up little... and about i'm up and about that's how i am <laughs> it's a it's a bit of a different recording time for us uh this week it's 9 30 my time i've got a cup of coffee you've just finished a, a little late shift there but Clearly, we get some enthusiasm to join after a win like that. Oh, mate. How good. What, so, where'd you watch the game? I got to catch the uh, the last quarter. I had to work Sunday, unfortunately, and I followed it and um, followed. Just on your phone? Yeah, followed it on the phone and then got back to work. And then I quickly walked home and I was like, treat. Um, get to watch the last quarter. And, and then I watched the I watched the last half replay and yeah huge treat to watch that what a good good half a game or good game yeah, in I general but myself. particularly particularly yeah. that half what about you mate i treated myself well i watched at the pub with a mate and coincidentally i haven't told you this so it was brisbane lions females won the premiership in brisbane so they came back to brisbane i think they played in adelaide i don't know um, anyway, we're at this pub, this like well-known pub in Brisbane, and then all of these Brisbane Lion chicks started walking in. Oh! And then we and then and then we saw Simon Black walk in, and then Fagan walked in, and so hey. I'd said hello to Simon Black and also to Fagan. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hey. And I was watching. I was dressed in full Dockers kit, like <laughs> getting loud about the Dockers, and they're like in this other room, obviously celebrating the Lions ladies having a big win. It's um, like, have you seen yeah, that blind? You have you seen that blind Docker supporter? Who's that there? fucking Docker's player over there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, and then, and then so I treated myself to the fourth quarter again today before work. I just had a spare thirty minutes, and I was like, "Sweet, I got it recorded on the Foxtel." Oh, mate, mate. It's, it's, it was a treat. Was well, a let's good... get let's get into that soon. But did you want to touch on? Some some big news there with our first final, our first release of some uh, some merch that we've got on the shelves here for some fans. Yeah, mate, talk us through it. Guaranteed not to be sent dirty, <laughs> or maybe signed if it's not dirty though. Maybe signed <laughs> by the man himself. Uh, so we've got yeah, we've got some some awesome Hail Monday shirts. Um, hopefully, people yeah, just just message us and. Yeah, she'll get. They'll get sent out. Um, yeah, personally from the boys. Just want to. Just want to see everyone in a little Hail Monday shirt. I think it's they are. They're good quality shirts, and it's a hell sick print. You've obviously seen them worn one. I got a good. I got a. I got a special one going out to Ducky, and Ducky reckons he's going to wear it on the pod if it gets to him in time, um, which would be a massive treat, and I think um, people would enjoy seeing that. But. Yeah, if if you're interested, slip in the DMs. We'll make it as easy. I'll make it as easy as possible. I'm in charge of shipping, um, yeah, shipping and sales. But it'll be an easy, yeah. Just want to see people in a few hail money shirts. Can't complain about that. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah, you obviously want uh, a non-signed clean. Do you want the clean or dirty version? 
yeah. uh, it's like the Christina Aguilera dirty version. Um, <laughs> it's like a nineties radio station, the dirty version. Um, anyway, I would like a clean one and dirty one. Yeah. I'll make it dirty pretty quick. I'm pretty filthy. We'll, we'll send one over to you. Second, mate, massive, massive news as well for the Purple Rain Boys because next episode is a huge episode for them. It's season, oh, season six. Yeah. There is a bit of controversy going on because Ducky has decided to read the seasons and episodes. <laughs> so I've texted Ducky and been like, I will wait for season nine, episode six, if you want to read it out that way. I don't mind which way he reads it. Yeah, what, what? What what we're talking about is here. Duck has just started saying it is uh, episode whatever season whatever, rather than episode yeah. so season six episode nine. He's saying episode uh, dinner, nine dinner two. season six. One way or another, Duck Man, we are going to hang around. The Dork Talk will be there. <laughs> he he might think he's going to write. There's going to be a dinner for two. So episodes. I reckon. I reckon Monday night this week we text him and let him know that he has to read the dates the right that sorry read the episodes the right way around. Right, it's pretty much he's doing a doing a weird American thing where they yeah, say yeah the like date September fourth or whatever. I'm onto him, yeah. but I will I will stand off with him because I'll hold him to it. Um, season nine, episode six. So don't don't talk talk no no quitters, bro. We'll be there. But yeah, that that for, the formalities off, man. Let's go through. Huge game, huge win. Mate, um, mate, loved it. We, I think we really deserved to win that game and it was not until I watched today that I realised that Adelaide kicked a goal to go ahead with about yeah. 12 minutes to go in the game. Yeah, huge. I, in, my, in, my, in my slightly beard up head, I had this in my mind that we were actually in front the whole day and blah, blah, blah. Um, the start of that fourth get quarter. Get the score on it, yeah. Um, start of that fourth quarter, they really threw the kitchen sink at us and we were bombing it out and they were getting repeat entry, repeat entry. Um, we didn't we didn't have... They came hard. They, they threw the... And even in the third quarter, I think we kicked five in the third quarter and they might have kicked four. It was game on and they were throwing... They played well. I do think Adelaide are a little soft. I mean, they had the round one upset against Geelong, which is really good, but maybe Geelong struggling a bit. But then since then, they've beat... Gold Coast and I think North Melbourne. So I think they're a little Adelaide soft. Adelaide aren't a finals team. Yeah, they're not a but, finals team. But I, we still beat them away. And I still think they played day through. Colton aren't a finals team and we didn't beat them away. No, and I still think I still think Adelaide threw the sink at us. So a lot to mm. be liked. Um, but, Matt, there's some, some big moments and some big players stepping up. I actually, someone who I think has gone a little under the radar, I thought had some massive moments in that last um Last half was Mickey Walters, um, just some fine touch and finesse there. He had that great tackle. He had that inside 50 to um, Schultz for that goal in the third. He had that great kick to Tabernar. A little bit of polish there. Definitely. A little bit of polish. I think Mickey Walters, Mickey Walters, if he plays like that, where he stops playing for free kicks, stops trying to jump on people's head, and just starts playing his normal game as like a link man. Yeah. He'll get injured less and everyone will realise how much of a gun he is and he'll start kicking goals again because I feel like he sort of was trying to bite off too much. Yeah. Going the free kicks, but then also like we then don't see him do those skillful things as much. Doesn't have to touch um, the ball much to do good things. No, he doesn't. He's still sort of 5% off though, isn't he? Well, a little, like little bit under, a little bit injured. 
but yeah, I thought he was a little bit um, one to not be mentioned. Who was one of your faves, mate? The the man on the shirt, <laughs> the man on the shirt, <laughs> absolutely killed it, David Mundy. And it's mental. I think it couldn't have been said better than by J Lo saying that Fremantle and the Fremantle community have realised that David Mundy's a gun for ten years plus. And it's just the AFL that's now catching up. Like people are like, oh, Mundy's a player. It's like, yeah, yeah we fucking know, man. It took him being thirty-five and still that good for you to realise that he's good. Um, but he was everywhere, and he, he was. was clutch. He kicked that goal. I did, yeah. Um, you know, he's hitting targets. He was gun, and even like a few little things that he just created and made into. It was a, a half chance into a full chance. Like there was some. Balls rolling on the boundary line that he just gathered and like worked around and got it forward. It was a very impressive performance by Monday. Little things, and he had the. I think he had a really good tackle. He had a couple of good tackles where it's like, oh, ball could spill out here in Adelaide or on, and he just like holds it in, just like a really um, classy tackle, not to let it out. He does so many, and that that check side goal in the fourth quarter. It's like possible smother. Got to got to kick it high. Got to kick it check side, and it's like, of course he does. But um, yeah, unreal. How's on him? I watched his. Um, they had a bit of a flashback to his debut game. So like on this day, David Mundy debuted. When he debuted, he was his highlights. He's kicking it long to full forward, and McFarlane is taking marks in the forward line. That's how far that man goes back. Like McFarlane was still a forward. <laughs> it is when you're watching him run around then, and you're like, Jesus, and it looks like nothing's changed. Like. Still, McFarlane would only be four years older than him. Yeah, and McFarlane, I think, retired in twenty thirteen. Yeah, not to <laughs> like McFarlane retired a while ago and was the early thirties when he retired. So that just shows how old David Mundy is. Um, mate, there's a couple other things I have listed down. So I have I have a little summary that I sent you guys today of the fourth quarter. My quick fire summary of the fourth quarter. Adelaide were coming hard, and it really took Logue, Wilson, and um, uh, Luke Ryan playing out of their skins to defend them from scoring more than one goal. They only scored one goal, yeah. and that goal was a Tex pushing the a clear push in the back. In my mind, <laughs> could have easily been paid. Could have easily been paid. Oh, Tex had three of them. So Tex, and you know who called this out? Xavier Ellis was talking about this, and he tipped Freo this week. He was like, Freo will beat Adelaide, you watch. And he was like, they're relying on Tex to kick six. Tex kicked three the previous week, and he's like, and two of them from the goal square, one was a 50-metre penalty, or like, you know, there were nothing goals. And he was like, I don't think Tex is that good. And he called it hands down. Like, Tex has still kicked goals, but, like, you or I could have kicked those goals, pushing some guy in the back and just taking these marks. The second thing I had down was we had – we blew ch- – we got some quick singles, my friend, yeah. and two of them two of them were lobby in the, lo- in the fourth quarter. This is all fourth quarter related, and two Lobbing of them were Freddie. Yeah. Freddie, us missing that goal and then Freddie getting that turnover, running into an open goal and missing it is, like, just so frustrating for that's not what normally happens to us. Like, normally we're the ones that – you know, get to let off with a point and then we get smothered and hit somebody and then like Cyril Rioli kicks a goal or like whoever and we just we just have no killer instinct in us to put the team away by give, like, 
cheers for the goal, done. Yeah. Um, we absolutely dominated the last 10 minutes of that quarter, the fourth quarter. Like we won every – I think we won. We would have won so many clearances. We were just walking it out. And then how about Darcy and Schultz's goals in the fourth quarter? Oh. Darcy from 52 and Schultz from the boundary line and 30 metres out. <laughs> I've got Unreal. I've got Sean Darcy naughty, and uh, Schultz he shouldn't have naughty boy. Yeah, I got naughty yeah, Sean naughty da- boy. Huge, yeah. It's pretty funny. Well, not funny, but yeah. When you watch that on the replay, it's a little. It's not as frustrating, but yeah. I mean, Schultz to go back and kick the impossible when we probably should have kicked the the easy. Uh, Lob's Lob's second shot that hit the post was a bit unlucky. I think I thought he, he got unlucky. Yeah, yeah he agreed. struck that well, but um. Schultz to slot that from the boundary when we really needed it after the Monday momentum build and tabs. It's like, let's get on. You know, that was a huge one. But I fucking loved Sean Darcy plucking that thing from 55 and just going and bang. Just, just going, no, I can buck this. Oh, and mate. He, and he cleared the line by five metres. Monday's like in front of him like chippadier. And also Griffin Logue took great mark on Tex Walker in that play after that after being shoved out. Tech- and it didn't show Tex his back, and then Tex couldn't. He's like, "What do I do? I can't push this guy in the back." Like, <laughs> so, how am I supposed to mark this when he's standing behind me? I love that repeat entry, and just yeah, Sean Darcy being like, "Well, we've got time on it. Like, we're in front, got time on my hands. I mean, I'm not going to allow a quick turnover here. Like, I could try to chip it off, but I'm probably a lot better kicking it behind. Might as well have a dip." How good? How good? Just Monday, just. Like, yeah, give it to me. Logue's like, yeah, but I don't want to keep this. And passes it. And then Monday's just like, I'll just hit that big boy right there at the top of the 50. Oh. Um, mate, there were a couple other things that I looked, that I saw. These are more random things. So, Freddie, so two things about Freddie. Um, obviously, I just spoke about he missed those two goals, but there's two other things that I think were very significant. One is awesome. So, in the second quarter, I think it was, Someone had a mark, and it's obviously the standstill rule. The player was like 10 metres back from him, so ages away. Runs to the side, then gets called play on, obviously. Freddie makes up like 12 metres in a second, like in yeah. barely a second, and smothers it. The, the pace and the commitment to do, do that is awesome. So Freddie will forgive you for your shitty goal kicking because I think you are so much more handy in our team than not in our team. And I think your goalkeeper will come. The second thing is, Freddie chews gum during the game. Did you notice yeah, this? Yeah, I've been noticing. Yeah, yeah, he chews yeah. gum during the game. What on earth? How can you breathe while you're chewing gum? I don't. I've know, never played joke. footy and never been like fighting for my life for breath. Let alone, he's just like chewing this gum, like running at a hundred k's an hour. Well, did you um, see his his double smart, uh, his double shepherd when Five took the mark? I think Five took the mark, gave it to Walters. Walters yep. went to Shorts. Freddie had Freddie was back and back in the contest. Fife gathered it and he kind of impeded two players in a little half shepherd to give like he's gone to one and been like, Oh, that guy's getting close. I'll hoon over here and it's like, where's that pace coming from? Didn't I think it was you that called it. You were like, shouldn't Fife have gone for the mark, brought it to the ground, and Freddie run off with it rather <laughs> yeah. than Freddie go for the mark and then Fife runs off he Anyway, was just it worked it worked around. out in the end. Did look good. Fife ran off with some pace. So Fife's fit. Fife's looking good. A um, couple other things I had. Um, how – oh, Husey. Husey played an all right game, but he had a, a few near cat tens. <laughs> I oh, remember being like, oh, and it was like, like, 
Um, like there was one where in the, I think it was in the fourth quarter where it was throwing deep in Adelaide. It was in that like when Adelaide were coming. There was a throwing deep in Adelaide's forward line, and Hughes's player ran in front of the Adelaide ruckman. And so it sort of looked like he oh, was yeah. just blocking the other. And instead of calling a free kick, it was pretty good umpiring. They were like, no, re-throw that in. Like, you can't run in front. Like, that was your, like, he sort of played it, paid a double free kick and a re-throw in. His face that was so way. clearly, that was so clearly nearly a dockery free kick. <laughs> uh, it was a very near cap 10. Um, the other thing I saw, mate, that we all saw, the Dockers sign. Like late in the game, just holding up the Dockers sign. There's that a was lot of one a of lot the of most, chat. That's just such good meme ability. <laughs> I think on my Facebook, I just posted it. I was just like, just that, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. Why can't I, I cannot wait to just hold that sign up. I, and Oz and Duck's idea of everyone getting one at the next game and everyone just holding it up. <laughs> so it makes, good. I it it must be like this is. This is what I need players to do. This is going to be our set play. And then I reckon J-Lo's been like, right, organise a sign for this and then organise a sign for this. And he hasn't it's checked. It's clearly just their, like, it's we just hasn't just their, checked. like last two-minute play or something. It's like they were up by two goals, two minutes. Like, it's defensive play or something. But it just it, it's hilarious that that's what it is. It's just like. Do you reckon someone was like, let's just put the green one up and a red one up? That's what normal people do. And someone's like, what about purple anchor? Mate, yeah, exactly. I would love if no one told him to do that. He was just getting around the Dockers. He was just like, go Dockers. We're going to win this. Um, there was no set play. It was just like happy, the happy sign. Like, yeah, we got it. No, I um, think it's don't do anything weird. It's just like don't do yeah, anything yeah, 100%. weird. It's, it's, it's the anti-Dockery sign. It's like this is a Dockers sign, but it's anti-Dockery plays. No 50-meter um, penalties. No fucking Akers double goals. H. Yeah, exactly. Agus <laughs> and Ash responded, mate. We gave him a burn last week. We called him the Ash Brothers, and Ash was pretty good. Ash was, was pretty good. Agus had a massive. Um, he had a massive first half. He racked up a lot of disposals there in that first half, and he was huge. I reckon oh, they put some work into them him. With a, both of them were the player that we needed. Um, but yeah, so. Like obviously, Blake Akers listened to the podcast. Uh, heard heard from your sister that we gave him a blast, and we're happy to have him on at any stage. It's a good thing about um, knocking knocking people in the media because if they play good the next week, you can just say that they listen. You can't say that you're wrong about them. It was out. But you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right, mate. This is off topic for the games, but apparently, you were telling me we have a few international listeners that oh. we should give a shout out to. We track it, we track it, we follow where the listeners come from and stuff like that. And for some reason last week we racked up 78 listens from Brussels, <laughs> which is... They were a good podcast. <laughs> never never before... Take that, take that purple rain. <laughs> yeah, if you can get 78 in one week and I looked up Dork Talk and I looked up, um, I looked up Hawthorne. In Brussels, like I was like, maybe something, maybe there's a suburb in Brussels called Hawthorne, and something news related happened there, or still, Why? To, oh, because it was the because that was the that was that was the episode. So yeah, never before have we had a listen there's from been the a Brussels. Big, a big hawk 
there's been a big hawk like attack in there and everyone's listening out for podcasts on the topic. So who knows what mystery country we'll get a um we get a yeah never never we have a few every now and then we'll have a few from Russia and things like that but never have we had 78 from one international country in one episode. That's almost more than our Australian listens. <laughs> oh, we get a couple of hundred these days. Um yeah, I agree. Um very odd. And if you are from Brussels and you yeah, do put listen your hand to up. Our Porto, can you please let us know? Like that is amazing. And we'll definitely give you shout outs. Um we did have one shout out from a, a punter on Facebook asking for the pot to go onto Spotify, which we have rectified. Yeah. <laughs> and can we get please get seeing as we we bowed to your question, can you please give us some some questions? Um, hopefully you enjoy it, and hopefully the fact that you requested it means that you've been, I don't know, listening or something. Can you just give us, your, give us your rundown? Yeah. So we were pretty quick to respond to that, to be fair. I did talk about doing um, it a few weeks prior, so it did take us a few weeks. Good prompt. Yeah. It need ta- it takes a good Thank away. Thank you very much. It takes a good away when to build up some enthusiasm for us. Mate, we didn't even start the pod this year till we had a win. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2016. We still wouldn't be recording. Mate, if we dive into a bit of AFL news and we digress from um, a bit of purple dicks and the old purple sign, um, how's the oh, how's the slaughter of Brad Hill in Victoria? Loving it. No, <laughs> fuck the cunt. Fuck him. He left. He left us for money, man. He's there was this bullshit about his missus in Melbourne and he misses his family and his family's all in WA. I need to get back to my missus' family so she can open a Pilates business. It's like, oh, the 900 grand a year has nothing to do with why you want to go back to Melbourne. Um, no, fuck him. He, he accepted 900 grand a year. And if you don't play the 900 grand a year, then you're going to get heat. He's um, getting heat. I have, I have zero sympathy. I really liked him when he played for us and I was not that upset when he left. Like, we got players for him. I think we got Sarong for him, basically. Yeah. But I feel no sympathy for him leaving for big money, leaving a club that he requested to come to. Like, he wanted to come to play with Hill, Stephen Hill. Yeah. We then traded, like, well, and we were happy to have him. Like, by no means did we do a Hogan thing where we, like, paid overs. We paid pretty fair, like, a second rounder for him and it was from the main trade. And then we got him across and we basically allowed him, I think maybe we just didn't have any outside runners and that's what helped oh. him or the Subi expands or the Optus State. I don't know why he played really well with us. Very, very well. I don't think St Kilda have used him properly. I don't think they use him at all. Like They don't use him properly. And to be honest, my frustrations with him is where he would usually get a lot of the ball, but he would butcher it. And now he's in a team that's sort of in this Doesn't middle of the road struggle with Team that made finals that was expecting to be stepping up and they're not, and now he's copying it because they've paid nine hundred grand for him a, a year a couple of years ago, and the team's struggling and they're blaming him. I don't have much sympathy for him. He chose the situation. Do you reckon he used he used the bullshit like family? He doesn't. Have, his missus is from Melbourne. His missus has a Pilates business. I'm pretty sure she could stay in WA and have her Pilates business if it was that important to her. I feel like they just went for money and they tried to make a thing out of it. Um, and now he's got to live with it. You made your bed, bro. 
Or he's sleeping in it. It's not comfy. It, no, I don't think he's sleeping in it. I no, think he's rolling around. He's, yeah. Do you reckon they similar to the um, Collingwood expecting Monday getting Chris Main? Do you reckon maybe St Kilda expecting <laughs> the main man? The main man. Do you reckon they were expecting Walters? And if they've got they've got Hill, <laughs> uh, maybe they're expecting Steve Stephen Hill. <laughs> Do you reckon he's rocked up? They're like Walters. He's like no Hill. He's like oh. Kick, kick goals? Oh, He's shit. like, no, run yeah. quick. I run no. quick. <laughs> hey, um, one of that guy that jumped the fence at the pub, that was Stephen Hill, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Ran away from <laughs> They definitely haven't got their... Um, <laughs> I haven't got their man and stuff for him over at St Kilda, but yeah, sucked in St Kilda. No, I don't, look, I, I don't want bad things to happen to Brad Hill. I wouldn't mind if he was playing well, but the fact that he's not playing well and copping heat, I have no sympathy for that oh, either. He is under um, the bus, and I don't mind St Kilda as a team. Like I don't mind watching him. I think Jack Steele is sort of like this player, sort of like Lenny Hayes. Like he was just sort of this player that you can't really fault. Like I don't think yeah. Jack Steele has any faults to him. Very good player. Um, I don't mind watching St Kilda. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know sympathy. The, if you poach a player for 900 grand a year and they don't play well, whose fault's that? Mm. Um, but one thing on the talk of goals from before, so did you watch any of the grand final for the AFLW? No. So there's this chick, Brisbane chick. Um, she's quite a good forward. So she kicked a few goals. Anyway, whenever she kicks a goal, she sort of does this weird frog celebration. <laughs> she sort of does this, like, Austin won a Miri Frog celebration. Um, anyway, I was talking about her with my mate who I was at the pub with before we knew the Brisbane chicks were coming and I'd sent him the video of the thing and we were like, we were, it was like one of the gags of the day basically, like frog celebrations. And anyway, like then he's like, holy shit, Jenny, look behind you. <laughs> I looked, it was the frog chick. <laughs> I nearly went up and got a photo of her doing the frog. <laughs> no, I didn't. But, um, but yeah, frog chick. I thought that was just a little tidbit that you might like. A little frog celebration. Exactly, a little froggy. Mate, um, in, yeah, I, could, I had a little um, one more news-related one. Um, derm- oh, there's actually two I wanted to talk about. Uh, Peter Sumich is still ruffling... <laughs> Ruffling the feathers. I've got him, and I've got another one. What's what's Sumer? Who? Where does he coach for Hawthorne? Doesn't do anything these days. I don't think he's in footy. I think he's trying to be in media. What's he? What's his problem? Like, uh, Freo didn't want him. He couldn't <sighs> get an AFL job. Yeah, and probably just now has to try and have articles and media jobs, so he has to show some insight, but doesn't really have any. What a um, – fuck. He's, and yeah. do you remember how we were talk? remember how we were talking about Tex last week being a person that breaks rocks with rocks? Sumich is a person that would – Because Sumich I think is, he needs to look into the rock business. <laughs> he's come out and said that Sean Darcy is leaving. He's now coming out and saying if Adam Chera wants – whatever a year um so he's speculating on speculations if that's what adam chera wants you should just let him go no point in matching it so he's making a lot of um vague smoke and mirrors kind of i'm not yeah irrelevant comments it's like mate you don't know anything you're just basically talking in the media yeah running Um, out of things to say mate like we said recently 
Darcy playing well, either he stays and he's better or he goes and we get more currency for him. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not super fussed if we don't get Darcy. I don't think he's this infallible Ruckman. I think he's a good young Ruckman. He's only 21 or 22. But, like, if Darcy wants to go, we'll get good fucking currency for him. Well, sp- And also Chera. Chera will, will be like, okay, he was pick five and now he's a proven good player. So we want two first-rounders for him. Yeah. It's like, okay, if, you, if you're willing to pay two first-rounders, then do it. And then suddenly we've got this revolving currency thing. like, And, you know, all these players that we've got in are starting to turn good. Like if, like, like how we used to talk about Cox. Cox is going to play pretty well this year and probably might not make All-Australian but might even be in the squad at the end of the year. And it's like, all right, well, if, if you want to poach him, that's fine. But now he's worth like an early first rounder. Yeah. Um, go for it. <laughs> like, this is what we want for him. Yeah, you're not and losing if you don't value. Want, like, Jeremy Cameron's worth two first rounders. All these, like Tim Kelly was worth three or some shit, wasn't he? No, the kitchen. All these. As soon as you start wanting to poach players from clubs, Brad Hill story is is case in point. Like, yeah, pay up, man. Yeah, big time. And if you and 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 that's what we've been doing wrong. We've been on the receiving end of these pay ups. We've been paying the price. We, if pay, they want to poach, man, pay up and we'll, we'll cop some fucking picks, some Luke Hodge and Sam Mitchells and whatnot. Um, easy. Mate, one of the weirder ones getting around in the media at the moment is Dermot Brereton was on record saying that the Dockers and the Eagles should do what they can to drag Shea Bolton back to WA. Mate, he's good, but he's good. I don't know oh. if he's, he should be overs. I don't know if you need to be trying to lure him back home. But I agree. I, I, w- I wouldn't give up everything for Shy Bolton. But also, if you look at these players that we didn't even think were that good at Richmond, oh, yeah. like the um, Butlers and the whatever, like they end up being pretty good players in other teams. And the thing about Richmond is that they make shit players good. Like they have these players that aren't probably that good and they play better. So. I think there are some gold mines in in Richmond that you can just peel off, but they're not going to be giving up Shy Bolton nope. cheaply. It's not going to be a Dan Butler situation. They're going to be like, no, nah, two or three first-rounders, please, for this gun. <laughs> Kitchen sink. So, no, I disagree only for that reason. But I think Shy Bolton's a gun. Shy, may you wait. When we play St Kilda, <laughs> I have a very strong fear when we play uh, – sorry, not St Kilda. Richmond. Richmond. Um, that we are going to, you know, kick 12-12 or whatever and they'll kick fucking 21 goals too and <laughs> they don't miss and they oh. don't ruin opportunities and we create opportunities and miss half of them and that's why. This is the first game we haven't kicked more points than goals and we kicked the same amount. It was 12-12. Like that's the problem. Yeah, well, Kick you- goals, you pricks. Huge moving into the yeah, talking about um, Richmond where they're at and moving into next round. Talk about maybe Dockers and North Melbourne in a second. I can't believe yeah. that Melbourne go in undefeated against um, Richmond, and I think they're like two dollar fifty underdogs. Two dollars fifteen, two dollars fifteen underdogs against Richmond. I think Richmond won their last right. two. Wait, do you want to have a punt? Are you going to pick that? <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick that because I think Richmond get I know, up. No, because I think I think so too. Like it's crazy. The AFL is crazy like that. 
to be fair, Melbourne beat an insipid Fremantle. Uh, they also beat Hawthorne, who we beat. Uh, the only good team they beat was Geelong, and Geelong are a bit shit. They beat someone else, but I don't think they were that good either. GWS. So, Melbourne, five rounds, obviously, so they beat someone else. But Melbourne haven't been world beaters. It's a little bit like Adelaide in that. I don't think they've been super tested. This is their test. So, if if even if Melbourne lose by, like, a kick or something, yeah, very I believe team. them. Yeah. But if they get capitulated and all their crap, then I think it's just because of the teams they've played and they have played some bad teams on bad days type thing. Yeah. But this is their test. So I will tip Richmond. I will hope that Melbourne aren't horrible. I don't think they are. I think they're all right, but I don't believe that they're like a top four team. No. Um. But, yeah, that's where I sit with Melbourne. Mate. Do you want to have a punt, mate, while we're talking about it? Oh, let's have a punt, then we'll, we'll pick it. Well, we'll pick the Ruffies, and then we'll do the North and Dockers game. Where did I end up last weekend? I had Hawthorne, didn't I? Yeah, you took Hawks to beat the Ds, who, who mate, looked pretty good. Yeah. And then lost by 50, literally just in the last quarter. I think it was like a goal in it, a three-quarter time. I was a little lost by 50 points. We talked about GWS for a long time. But neither of us committed. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Um, and I went on the Suns with a head start, and they still it. So they'd lost the head start by about the six minute mark of the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it was seventy points to one at one stage. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, they got flogged. Uh, the Bulldogs are real deal. Bulldogs are my favourite for the flag at the moment. Yeah, I don't mind them winning again either. All right, who are you looking at this week? Um, Bit of North action with eight bucks. I'll touch on that. I've got something to say about that eight dollars in a second, <laughs> but um, probably pretty strange. But I will go West Coast at two thirty nine against Geelong because I think that I think Dangerfield will be out, and I don't think Geelong are that good. He is out. He- Dangerfield's getting ankle surgery. Oh, good. I hope they cut it off. Eight hey, weeks. You know what? I hope. I hope Weber. Is his post post surgery fucking specialist? Can you imagine waking up after surgery and Weber's just there, like in the dark though, like sitting in the corner of the room, and you're going to see his eyes, and he's just like, oh. "Step into my lair." No, just it's just, like just... waking up in. Do you remember that movie, um, Hostel, where people yeah. wake up in like this weird dark room and they just get like tortured and someone pays money to kill them? Basically, that's be what that was like. You're getting your surgery done in like some Eastern European hostel. I hope Weber. Um, yeah, <laughs> pray that he's got Weber. All right. I can see I'm the I can see go. the Eagles doing that though. I can hundred percent. I think the Eagles are going to win. I almost want to tip the Eagles. Um, now that Dangerfield's out, I feel like Geelong might win, but I, I feel like that's a good tip. I'm going to go. I feel a little bit dirty about this, but I feel like Brisbane haven't convinced me, and Brisbane have a big win at home, so a soft win, and Carlton are at home, Ooh. and Carlton came out pretty good against us. I'm going to go Carlton at 2.30 because there's no one else I really want to bet on. The only other one I'd go is Bombers on Anzac Day because I think Collingwood is shit. That's fair. Maybe I'll change. I'm going to go Bombers on Anzac Day. It's about time they won one. And you're going to go Eagles. Yeah. But Eagles at 
239. What we'll, I'll start off the uh, the North Fremantle preview with this. If you put if you put six dollars on North Melbourne at the moment and North Melbourne upset us and win, you get forty eight dollars, so you can buy yourself a carton and drown your sorrow. Mate, I'm almost going to do that just for a little sprinkle. If you put $8 and they win, you get $64 and you can buy a bottle of spirits and you can really drown your sorrows. If you put $14 on, you can buy a bottle of spirits and a carton and you can forget about supporting the Dockers. So I reckon put 20 $20 and that gets your membership money. Mate, put $20 on North Melbourne and just like – you're booked in and you're fine. It, you, it's like paying 20. Hedging your bets, oh, bro, bro. That is, you are paying for that safety net. That's that's shorting, that is shorting your football team and I'm down with that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, 100% agree, yeah. Uh, and you know those sports bet have some promo where if the other the team you get on the first goal. I, no, first two, two minutes. minutes. I don't so know if it's this round. Much, yeah. I don't know if it's this round. But man, North yeah, Melbourne, yeah. North Melbourne to a degree worry me. Um, they got some. They've got some speed out of the midfield. Zebel Zebel unfortunately gets dragged back for them, which I think sucks that he can't. Um, he had third. They don't scare me in the slightest. Man. <laughs> if we can't beat North at home, this is this is going to be like GWS. We're going to win by. It's going to be like eight goals, forty-seven to like. Four goals, four or something like that. Like you watch, we're gonna get it. We're gonna beat them by behinds alone. Quick singles gets it done. That. I hate to say that because I feel like we're jinxing them, but we are gonna have to have a nuclear bomb drop on us. And if we lose this game, then we may as well just admit that we're two to three years away from even challenging. Um, but you know what? Where the dockers, so who knows what will happen. Did you have a, a quiz for me this week? By no, the way? no quiz. Didn't have time for no, the quiz. No quiz. The only thing I just was that, that was that question one of the quiz. Is there a quiz? <laughs> yeah, no. no quiz for you, mate. Unfortunately, but um, what do you want to see this week, mate? Who? What are you expecting to see? Um, I've got a few things, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Ah. Uh, Four points. Number one, you can obviously tell I'm a bit, yeah I'm a bit nervous yeah, about mate. the about the four points and probably just interest some, rates at the moment are <laughs> so rough that we really need to bank these points and maybe some execution up forward, just like sinking goals through, like really just start sinking goals yeah. through. I reckon if I was going to go anything exotic, it would be Freddie to kick three. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit concerned for Tracy's spot in the team, but I feel like, as discussed with like guys like Ducky and Rendog and yourself, Tracy being in the team means that Tabs probably kicks more goals. Similar to Lob being in the team means yeah. that Tabs kicks more goals. So although Lob was pretty average and Tracy was pretty average in output, I feel like they do create more opportunities for guys like Tabs, whereas yeah. if we drop them and we've just got this small brigade, and Tab suddenly gets swamped. Um, so I'd like to see Tracy kick his first bloody goal. Uh, I don't think I'll get as excited as three plus, but um, oh. I'd like to see Tracy kick his first goal if he plays. And also um, I think I want to see Sonny Walters kick some goals, Bad. get some link up, get some goal assists, and stop playing for free kicks. And I feel like if he did that, 
I'd be very happy. I feel like we win if those two things happen. <laughs> it's huge for um, the thing that we struggle with uh, it, when we get on top is the repeat entry thing. We seem to just continually, when teams can flood back and kind of um, squash numbers, the kicking of the goal thing is so important for us because it drags us back. If we've got a run on, drags us back to centre bounce. If we get some dominance, we get a run on. It's like we get a centre bounce and we look dangerous again which is like what happened mm. against Adelaide. Like we walked it out of the centre a couple of times, just super dangerous. But if we just sit there kicking, just missing the easy ones and just letting them load up behind the ball and just like clogging things up, that's what that's when we just really struggle to get on top. Man, like we've said a thousand times, you can only chase and tackle and pressure so long before your spirit breaks that you're doing all these things and mm. you should be scoring, but you're not. It's like, well, why the fuck do I keep chasing this person down when you idiots can't even kick that goal from five minutes out to eight minutes front? Um, I really feel like Longmuir should be able to call um, like a timeout and just come out and just start spanking oh, the pe- person. Paddling. Like just to pad- just start paddling them. Be like, oh, this is a paddling timeout. Yeah, sorry, it's like paddling the guy that missed the goal. Got to drag that ball back to the center bounce. It's got to just be like, listen, that ball forward line, that ball got to go back to the center, and it's not from the opposition yeah. foot. You got to drag that ball back to the center for us. Like they've got it there for you. Let's Kick go. Goal. Kick goal. Let's get it back to the center and let them get a run on. Get that six 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 going. Give yourself some room. All right, that's something I'd like to say this week. Kick more goals than points. Oh. And not just like 13-12. I want to see like, you know, 12-6 or something. Something where we win properly because we kicked more goals than we actually kicked properly. It's an exciting prospect for us, especially for um, we talked about grabbing that away win and how good it would be for our momentum. Um, it would be amazing to go into a derby three in a row. Um, especially, yeah. I think, and and the and the form team of the Derby, yeah, considering which, what Eagles have been doing, um, yeah, it'd be yeah. We talked about we got a soft start to the year, and we needed to pluck one away. It's time to build momentum, and I also think with a Derby, I'm quietly confident that eventually stats have to break, and we cannot lose ten in a row. Like we've got to win one eventually. <laughs> Mate, at the moment, I feel like that guy at the casino where it's like 10 in a row red yeah, and you keep burning black, black and oh. 11 and we keep burning back right. 12, we keep burning. Like, come on, eventually it's got to be black. Yeah, so huge. Always been on black, Ducky. We've got a uh, – our last six rounds are fucking tragic. Our middle period's tough, but I feel like towards the end of the season we might be a bit better, a bit stronger, a bit, be a bit better for it. We really need to continue on this soft start to the season and – um bank this win because it should it should put us deep in the eight um not not safe but i mean it's good to be in the hunt it's good to have to a sniff fair, this this game is the freddy goal at the top of the goal square like <laughs> keep the goal just get the get the win like just make it easy for us and we still have um, sunday afternoon for it no saturday night i thought it was just, yeah saturday night Anzac Eve. oh Anzac it's the Eve. um it's the chris and jack day yeah, it's uh, Len, Len Hall. Len Hall game. Len Hall. The Chris Len Hall. Was, yeah, <laughs> he was formerly known. He was, sorry, um, colloquially known as Chris. Chris yeah. But Len Hall game. Yeah, yeah. If you knew him as well as I did, it's Chris. <laughs> the Len Chris Hall. <laughs> well, hey. Oh, mate, it's been a, been a pleasure. Yeah. Late night record. Absolutely. Thanks for staying up. Cheers and thanks for joining us. And we'll be back with you next week. Been a pleasure, team. See you soon.